Welcome to Doctor Who's 50 and 50, Episode 2. Today we're discussing the William Hartnell incarnation of the Doctor. William Hartnell was the first man to play the Doctor. He played the Doctor from stories 1 through 29 continuously. He also returned for the Three Doctors special during the John Pertwee era. And as William Hartnell had passed away, the role was recast when the first Doctor was revived for the Five Doctors 20th anniversary special during the Peter Davison era. So ultimately, William Hartnell himself is credited in 136 episodes of the series. About 40 of those are currently missing. When the series first launched in 1963, it was a very different market. Reruns were only profitable for the first few months that the shows existed. There weren't a lot of long-term reruns. There were certainly no syndicated reruns, not in Britain in the 1960s. And the home video market was even further away. So at the time these episodes aired, the BBC had a policy that we will politely describe as short-sighted. Much of these episodes were recorded on video because it was a reusable material. Once the effective lifespan of the episode had run its course, they could record a new show on top of the same video cassette and destroy the original. Now, many overseas markets still used film rather than video, so when they were selling overseas, they transferred the episodes to film. By the BBC policies, every black and white episode, so all the William Hartnell and Patrick Troughton episodes, were wiped out. That's a little over 200 episodes of a 695-episode run that were destroyed by the BBC. Between the film copies available overseas, some BBC employees who, shall we say, recovered and protected their favorite episodes by bringing them to their personal collections, most of these episodes have been found. But of the 136 episodes with William Hartnell, about 40 of those are missing. So a lot of these stories are incomplete. Most of the stories I have with William Hartnell to review are in the first couple years of his run. He ran through the first three seasons and part of the fourth. Most of what I've got from him starts from those first two seasons. So the companions that he traveled with were Susan Foreman, Ian Chesterton, Barbara Wright, Vicky, who was never given a last name, Stephen Taylor, Katarina, Sarah Kingdom, Dodo Chaplet, Ben Jackson, and Polly Wright. Susan Foreman was the only one with him at first. That was his granddaughter. And her school teachers, Ian Chesterton and Barbara Wright, soon joined. So early on, there was a very familial aspect, where effectively he was the grandfather, Ian and Barbara filled in the role of parents, and Susan was the granddaughter and child. The villains that they faced that turned out to be recurring villains were the Daleks, who were introduced almost immediately and were definitely the most frequently seen recurring villain during the Hartnell era. There were the meddling Monk and Mortimus, who appeared twice in the run of the entire series. Both of those were in the William Hartnell era, and both of those are mostly, if not entirely, missing. So those stories are very difficult to look at today. And the last villain didn't recur during the Hartnell era, but recurred during the course of the series. Hartnell's final story at least during his original run before Regeneration, also introduced the Cybermen. That was story 29, The Tenth Planet, the second story of season four. Now we get a very different doctor in William Hartnell than we get later on. Initially, he's not a hero. He's very much the archaeologist or the scientist and the explorer. He is perfectly willing to leave people behind. He is willing to walk away from people in danger, if it's the natural result of their culture. He spent more time exploring history and only getting involved in things when they got dragged in for personal reasons. He would rather just sit on the sidelines and let things happen. In fact, in the first story, when he brought Ian and Barbara along, it wasn't a sense of exploration, it wasn't a sense of friendship, it was a kidnapping. 
He figured mankind was not prepared to learn what they had learned, and to prevent them from spreading the word and causing problems for him, he basically locked them in the TARDIS and flew away and kidnapped those companions. Later on, they did grow to respect each other a lot more, and he was perfectly willing to let them voluntarily return to Earth when the means arrived. And it's largely the influence of Ian and Barbara that got him directly involved in a lot of these adventures and started to show him the benefits of being the hero. And a lot of that is coming more from Ian Chesterton than Barbara Wright. Some of that could just be 1960s TV writing sexism, where Ian Chesterton's the one stepping up saying, no, we have to intervene and do something, and then Barbara would just back him up. But for the most part, it was the Doctor and Ian who were taking very active and proactive roles in the stories. Susan would just get them involved in things when she tripped into adventure, because she was naturally curious. And Barbara spent most of her time mothering and protecting Susan. At least until the tenth story, which was the second appearance of the Daleks, where Hartnell's Doctor essentially abandoned Susan on Earth in the year, well, 2164-ish. She had fallen in love with someone locally and was insisting that he not ask her to make up her mind between the man she now loved and her grandfather. So the doctor just basically flew away, locked the door behind him, promised to come back, never did, and took off, leaving her behind. So of all the incarnations, he's definitely the oldest in appearance and the most cantankerous. He wouldn't be close to this cranky again. Colin Baker comes the closest, and even his doctor didn't reach these levels of cranky and cantankerousness. He's very short-tempered, very impatient, and early on especially, largely looking out for himself first. He hasn't even learned to think tactically yet. When they find themselves in tricky situations and have to fight back, it was often Ian Chesterton who was doing the thinking, and the doctor sort of said, oh, yes, good idea, and helped Ian out, where Ian was getting more physical. So he was less of the leader of the group and more of the partner in the early stories. It wasn't until he'd gone through the first few companions and sort of learned what was expected that he stepped up into more of a leadership role, aside from just saying, previous to that, this is my TARDIS, we do what we want. So he wasn't earning respect as a leader, he was just demanding it under the threat of leaving them behind. So it's definitely an interesting Doctor to check out. If you're looking to check out the classic series based on an understanding and appreciation and love of the new series, Hartnell's probably not the best Doctor to start with, because he is the furthest removed from the current series. Now, there are some stories that are worth checking out. The Dalek Invasion of Earth is good, the original Dalek story was good, and there's probably more that are either missing or just ones I don't own yet, because frankly I'm missing about half of his run. There are definitely some enjoyable things here, and nobody can deny the impact he had as being the first Doctor, but in terms of viewers looking for something that's consistent with what they've seen recently, Hartnell is not a good place to start. This is something to go to to see the variety and the extremes that the Doctor has taken over the years. And that's about all we have to say about the first Doctor in general. As we continue these podcasts, we'll talk about some of his stories specifically. In the meantime, please join us tomorrow when we discuss Patrick Troughton's Doctor, and then for an additional 47 days after that as we build to the 50th anniversary. Thank you for listening.